Talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. You're things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. And welcome to the Quick and the Dirty podcast. It's basically what you talk about with your friends at home, except it's us. We post it online. You laugh at us. It's the circle of life, really. <laughs> it's now officially just what we do. Yeah. Uh, so we have an amazing guest this week. It's someone I work with. Her name's Amanda Young, and she is an expert on all things secondhand and finding sweet secondhand deals and the passion for which she has. For shopping, yeah. which I can totally relate to. It's, I can't wait to talk to Amanda. I have so many questions about secondhand stuff because, ironically, I'm anti-secondhand. So this is going to go to an interesting <laughs> place today, I think. What's your quick this week, Sandra? <laughs> uh, well, believe it or not, I've opted not to discuss my colon or my bowels today for the first time in, I think, a month. But you um, still made an honorable mention. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about my colon, but I'm kind of talking about my colon. Uh, just so you know, I know you care. Everything's fine. Okay. Everything's going very, very well in that department. Uh, today, I actually want to give a shout out to the people that listen to this podcast. Uh, we're still a baby podcast, and we are picking up new listeners all the time, and we've been getting some feedback on Facebook and emails and stuff like that. I just, I have, I just want to acknowledge uh, the people that have now given us a five-star rating on our Facebook page. Which is really sweet. Thank you for lying to us. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's just a matter of time before the trolls come out to play. Let's be honest. It is the internet. You know what I mean? So I'm like, wow, we've got, po the positive is so far outweighing the negative, And I just want to bask in this for a minute. That's all. Okay, let's hear some of these comments. Okay, so uh, we've, our first person, I don't even know, hold on, see all. This is me on Facebook. Okay, from Angie, have been doing a lot of driving for work. These ladies make the miles and the time fly by. I love the quick and the dirty. Great job, ladies. Thank you, Angie. Uh, Francine says, Hillary and Sandra keep me laughing after a long day at work. Time well spent. Great podcast. Thank you. Paula, Hillary and Sandra's podcasts have kept me sane during the last five days of laser eye surgery recovery. Uh, love these ladies. Looking forward to more. Keep it coming. So that's where we get the five-star rating on the Facebook. And we got one email. Did you know that? Yeah. What does it say? This is from Dana. And this actually came really early into the podcast, like within the first 10 episodes, Dana sent this and she said she wanted to take a moment to give you a big thumbs up on the podcast. She says she loves it. Uh, she listened to the one that was posted today. So, I mean, obviously when it comes out, she's on it. Uh, she says that she's sad that she has to wait, wait another week for it. And she wants us to consider doing more than one a week. Isn't I can't handle Sandra's drama more than once a week <laughs> or any stories about her colon. I can't handle me more than once a week. This is enough. <laughs> I have to mentally prep myself to even do this. Uh, but you know what I love about this email is that she gives us ideas and suggestions for guests. Okay. So she says she thinks we should get a Wall Street slash crazy stock market person. That's kind of neat. Um, a mortician. Okay. And I actually know a mortician, so that's interesting. Okay. A career, a career blogger, a social media person. We've already had Aaron Elizabeth on, so that's good. Haunted places. We've already done the haunted thingy. And a gynecologist. <laughs> that would be an awkward one, because really, what can they share? Not a lot. I, oh, by the way, I just wanted to give a heads up that you may hear a child in studio, because Amanda, a working mom, has a baby with a, a fever who couldn't go to daycare today. Oh, we love babies on this pod. This is the first appearance of a baby on the podcast. I know. And my See? ovaries aren't exploding yet. 
<laughs> do they ever do that every once in when when you see a baby? Do they go oh, poof, yeah. poof, a little pulse? They, they say time is running out, girl. Time no, they don't. is running <laughs> out. When I hold a baby, I get all sentimental and emotional, and I swear to God, a, a pl- uh, like a little plume of dust comes out of me from my ovaries. <laughs> a <plume of> dust. <laughs> There's something <laughs> happens in there. <laughs> I just imagine like exactly. baby powder, you know, when you explode the container. <laughs> What's the noise again, Hillary? <laughs> 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 That's what happens. So are you going to hold the baby? Uh, I am very familiar with this baby. Amanda and I are, are quite close here at the office. Aww. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I love I just love holding new babies and she's um, not fresh. She's running around a minute ago. She just about uh, took the station off the air pressing buttons. So (laughs) she's not a fresh one. No, (laughs) no. The best is when they're really little, like newborn within six months and you start smelling them like like I get in there. Right. Just smell that hair and that skin and everything's so perfect and wonderful. Oh, I love it. Untainted. By the world. It's untainted, exactly. <laughs> and by us. Yeah. Uh, well, by you. Uh, okay. Oh, wait a second. Back to the back to the people. Uh, I want to just want one quick thank you. And I wanted to also give um, the email for anybody else who wants oh, right. to send us an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have so many dilemmas. I feel like we don't live. I feel like I could use some advice. You know, I'm terrible at doling out advice. You know that about me, right? Yeah, but you're not shy to give your opinion. Oh, I give my opinion, but my <laughs> advice is usually terrible. Okay. And I, you know, I, I love the idea of asking anyone who's listening to the podcast to chime in at any given time. I will read the uh, emails. Hillary will too, and the Facebook, whatever. Just reach out to us. Uh, so you can uh, find us at uh, Gmail, the quick and the dirty at gmail.com or on Facebook, Quick and Dirty Podcast. And I found out if you go on our iTunes page, you can actually give us a, a star rating there as well. So I tried to, and I accidentally <laughs> gave us a three star. Sandra! And now, I know I was trying. you got to be realize, humble if you're doing it yourself. I know. I was just, I didn't know if you could or you couldn't. So I was like, oh, this is a, can I give myself? I was testing it so I could explain Dear how Lord. to. And somehow I gave us a three star and I can't undo it now. Well, so, Sandra yeah, and technical stuff. Not so much. I'm gonna. I'll fix that. But the idea is that if we get a good star, a good rating on on uh, iTunes, that we are posted higher in the Ooh, search. Does that fancy make sense? Pants. That's right. They'll post the better rated ones before the crappier rated ones. So now we're back at the bottom again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry so if, about that. If you listen, thanks so much. First of all, and uh, feel free to ask us questions when we post the podcast anywhere. You can uh, you can always send us notes or on Twitter too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Even if you have a suggestion for a guest, uh, we'd love to. Everybody has a story and we're willing to uh, listen for sure. Oh, do I have a story for you, Sandra? (laughs) Okay, tell me. Uh, My boyfriend brought his girls to stay over at my house for the very first time. And I did up their bedroom for them and I hung their pictures on the wall and spent a little bit of money doing that. And we took them to a princess ball. So I got them tiaras and got their hair done and uh, even scored some movie tickets for the Friday night. Uh, We went out to uh, a theater here called Landmark Cinemas with the comfy seats. It was awesome. And then... Uh, we kind of have a deal in our relationship. We live an hour away. The general rule is when you drive, you don't pay for dinner or any groceries. The other person handles it. But this time he brought his girls and I didn't even think about it. We went out for burgers on the Friday night and he stepped up to pay and I didn't even think about it. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Did I not get a passive aggressive comment the following day? Oh, 
Well, uh, I guess uh, the old rules don't apply anymore because I drove and I still paid for dinner. And oh. part of me was like, yeah, the, I guess you're right. But then now I've got three bodies to pay for and he's only got one when I go to see him. Because generally when I see him, his girls are gone. Right. So it's already, it's not equitable to begin with. No. And it'll never, I, then I realized it's never going to be equitable for the the rest of time. Right. You're always going to pay for three. And then when, you know, the kids are away, he's paying for one. And then I started thinking, I'm going to, I'm totally okay with this, by the way. I'm not really upset about it. I'm getting the family that I didn't get to have on my own. Didn't have to do any of the work. I ruined my body on my own. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, like I think about when I'm old, I will be giving part of my income to make these girls' lives happier and healthier and maybe help them go to college or whatever. When I'm old, will they help me when I have to go to a home? Wow. See, back to <laughs> back to his backhanded com- comment, because I know you don't mind paying for somebody's burger. It's not 20 bucks is not a big deal. It's not going to break you. No. But the point is that he made that assumption. I think it That's was a joke. Problem. Like, we're pretty no. jokey. Right. Of course you're joking. I know. But there's an assumption now that you're going to take on that financial responsibility somewhat. But it's like having any friends with kids when you don't have kids. Christmases are more expensive. You've got to buy, like with my brother, he has two children. Every Christmas, I buy them uh, four presents, one for his wife, one for uh, each of his kids and one for him. And I get one. Yeah. And the idea, the thought and all of that is that eventually it's what comes around goes around. Or it what goes around comes around. It never does. It never, but that's the hope, right? <laughs> One day you'll have a, have, have a family or something and then your, your brother will buy for your kids. And now technically you do have kids. Yeah, but he'll never buy for them. But <laughs> he, what? Well, we won't, probably won't celebrate Christmases together because they'll be off with their mom. So you just have to give for the sake of giving? What's that all about? I don't even understand that. I thought Christmas was about getting. I mean, you know what I mean. I'm such a jerk. But when you you said, yeah, what? I'm totally okay with knowing that having his kids in my life is going to be more expensive. But it's just like, when do you start taking on that responsibility, right? And it, why wouldn't you just have that conversation and him saying, you know, I, I get that those are my kids. You shouldn't have to pay for them. So if we go out to dinner, I'll take for them and then you could pay for me. Well, but then it becomes awkward doing yeah. two checks anyway. Yeah. I get that it's awkward, but you really, when you said, are they going to pay for me when you're an old lady? If No, they probably won't. They'll have no, two parents. That's right. So you really, your whole life now is giving without any expectation of anything back. And that's the right way to give. But is it? (laughs) But should I be not and then socking my money away so that somebody else can wipe my butt when I'm old? Yeah, well, (laughs) children bring a joy in your life. How do you put a price tag on that? You don't. You don't. Speaking of children. Hi, Sylvie. I know, but... (laughs) At the same time, if you want to start doing a flow chart on this, you're going to come out a big loser. Oh, yeah. But I'm okay with it because I come out a big winner in happiness. Oh, aren't you adorable? <laughs> this is what I tell myself. You know, yeah. it's, it's not a big deal. It's just my family is very money oriented. My dad's an accountant. And so that's always kind of like the ticker in the back of my head. I haven't made the best financial choices in my life. And so I'm... Um, I'm always a little bit concerned 
that and plus you say that you know you're you've been a single girl for so long and you've only had yourself to take care of and you can make a lot of selfish choices with your money i know what the hell what do you mean i can't afford fake lashes every three weeks (laughs) i'm getting a mani pedi this month i can't what and i I have to like tone down the hair dyeing of two hundred dollars every three weeks oh please tell me that's not going to (laughs) happen That's not okay. All right, let's get Those down to the dirty. Okay, let's get down to the dirty this week. Uh, our guest this morning, Amanda Young, she's a coworker of mine. She works in promotions, and uh, she's an assistant program director here at Jack FM. And she also has her very own podcast called The Sister Cast that you can check out on iTunes. And uh, she's also the queen of um, secondhand shopping. Welcome, Amanda. Hey guys, is it dirty? Is I'm the dirty because it's dirty thrifting? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. I don't know. It depends if you go home and wash the clothes or not, Amanda. So, Sandra, you do not like thrifting. You don't go to yard sales. We wouldn't no. find you at a rummage sale. No going Never. to Value Village or Talese. <laughs> When I go to Value Village, it, it will be for Halloween because they have the greatest Halloween costumes there. Right. But I, you will never catch me ever buying anything secondhand because it has a smell that I can't <laughs> there handle. There is a hum. There definitely <laughs> is. Like it smells ripe in there. And I just, I don't know what it is and I don't want to get all judgy, but it just, it's if regret had a smell, it would be Value Village. <laughs> like that would be it. Okay. So I want to give you an idea as to... Uh, what a bargain shopper Amanda is. Amanda is an open, you're an open bargain shopper. She's a a big fan of the Goodwill here in London, but there is more than just the regular Goodwill. Amanda shops at the Goodwill outlet, which is like taking Goodwill to the next level. Things aren't on (laughs) hangers. They come out in these little dumpsters. Let that sink in for a moment, Sandra. You're you're killing me, Amanda. Because you've heard of, like, you know, the Banana Republic outlet or the Guess outlet. Yes. Yes. In London, Ontario, we have a Goodwill outlet. So (laughs) is it cheaper than the regular Goodwill? Oh, yeah. I I won't shop at Value Village. It's too expensive for me. Highway robbery oh. at Value oh Village. I'm dying right now. Okay, when did this start? Okay, I have to know. Take me back to when this started. For sure. So it is my guilty pleasure that I now tell everyone about because you know what? Live your best life, right? That's what Oprah says. <laughs> you, Oprah would never do this, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, those $400 pajamas aren't found at Goodwill. <laughs> so I've right. always been a thrifter my whole life, right? And then wh- f- six years ago when I had my daughter, I was like, why am I buying new baby clothes everywhere when you can get it at yard sales and, you know, through Kijiji? And so when I moved to London, I was driving along one day and I saw a big sign that said Goodwill Outlet. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll go in there and see what it is. I walked in and my life changed. (laughs) Because maybe more than discount shopping, you love a story. Yeah. And you love people watching. It is the greatest thing in the world, Sandra. (laughs) The greatest thing in the world. It is literally one step above dumpster diving. (laughs) It is dumpster diving. It checks all my my boxes. It checks all my boxes. And my husband has said to me on multiple occasions... I wish you looked at me the way you looked at the Goodwill. (laughs) 
there's a part of me that's dying inside so, right now just that you're so excited about almost dumpster driving. It is the best because I get my retail therapy check, right? So if I have a hankering to go shopping, I go there. I get to spoil my kids. I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. They have all the toys in the world, anything they could possibly want. They're the best-dressed kids at school, and it literally costs me tens of dollars. So, let me tell you about this place. It's so different than what you would expect. You go into a normal Goodwill, right? Everything's on hangers. It is not like that at all. They're in bins? It's in bins and everything's by the pound. Bam! (laughs) Well, what do they charge by the pound? Is it like, you know, macadamia nuts? It's a dollar seventy-five a pound. A pound. Think of the kids' clothes you could get for a dollar seventy-five a pound. Okay, so you don't buy any corduroy, obviously. <laughs> Jeans get it's pricey. Boots. Oh, sometimes I look and I go, "Do I want these boots? They're going to be upwards of four dollars." <laughs> oh, I do. I am the kind of person who also buys shoes there. So it literally is like dumpster diving because you do need to sort through the bins, and sometimes, like, it's not organized. Like, it's no, quasi organized. Like there'll be a bin of books. Oh, I should mention there's two prices. Books and toys are 75 cents a pound and clothes are $1.75. So the books and okay. the toys are the best deal ever. Obviously. Obviously. Books and toys are di- books and toys are different because kids as they get older, they get they like most yeah. most things we grow tired of mm-hmm. whatever toy we have in our hands. That's different. But for clothes, do they put baby clothes and women's clothes and men's clothes it's in all, a bin together? All, yeah, big old Oh my god. Pile that of- sounds like pandemonium to me but uh, and so they it's changed over the five years that I've been there like it started at a dollar fifty a pound then it went up to a dollar seventy five and I'm distressed to announce that because of minimum wage it has now gone up to a dollar ninety five a pound that's unacceptable <laughs> have they priced you out well they almost did price me out of the market except <laughs> they've uh, they've changed their model and now instead of charging you for a minimum of a pound if something only weighs like Half a pound, they'll only charge you half of the dollar ninety-five. It used to be a, a pound minimum. Yeah, so if you only wanted one thing and it wasn't quite a pound, you pay the full. You pound. pay the whole dollar ninety-five. I, I don't know what you do. <laughs> so Amanda, I get I get the thrill of the deal because I I too am like that. I'll never pay full retail for anything I buy. I you know thirty forty percent off. I get really really excited about it. But you don't know where these clothes have been. Doesn't that worry you in the least? Well, no, that's what a washing machine is for. What if you knew that somebody died in those pair of pants? Would that change it? Okay, so funny story. <laughs> oh, Mike, please don't tell me there's a funny story. So there was this really cool pair of pajama pants that was there. And I was like, oh, my God, these are in, like, perfect condition. I will get them. They had a sticker in the back, like, with someone's name on them. Like, because oh they had been at, like, probably an old folks' home. Anyway, <sighs> so I, whatever, I took him home, threw him in the laundry pile. My husband, shout out to him, he does all the laundry in our house. He came walking up from the basement one day and he's like, I don't want you wearing these pants. I just Googled this woman. She just died two weeks ago. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> what was her name? You know, it was like a, a German name. It was like, um, so it was Ingrid. <laughs> It was something like that. Oh, my gosh. And so she was like, you can't wear these pants. I'm like, why? She's not going to wear them anymore. So she obviously got moved into a home and her parent and her, you know. Her got, stuff, yeah. Yeah. So I do try and avoid pants that have people's names on them. <laughs> Generally a good idea. Now, the other really weird thing about this place, because Amanda has brought me to said Goodwill Outlet. Oh, my God. Is that um, people are intense. 
Like the people in this Goodwill outlet, they're in it to win it. Elbows up. It's like Boxing Day. <laughs> you have to like, so every 10 or 15 yep. minutes, they bring in new bins and take out the ones that have already been pilfered through. You can stay there all day because it changes. Every eight, you know, you can stand there for eight hours and the cycle just keeps on coming. More stuff keeps coming. and Just more. And are they bringing it in as they're getting it or do, are, do they do that to toy with you? No, I just there's just so much stuff that they have to cycle through. So as Hillary said, every 15, 20 minutes, new bins oh come God. out. And you're That's not allowed wild. to touch the bins until it's like they have to line up all three in a row. And then it's like, boom, everybody's in. Yeah. yeah. It's like they drop a flag. <laughs> It, that does sound like Boxing Day. Does it ever get physical? Um, when new people come in who don't know the rules, it can get a bit heated. Because as people are shopping, they put their stuff in carts all the way along. And sometimes people don't know that. And new shoppers will come in and be like, oh, what's all this good stuff in the carts? And they'll start rifling through the carts. And then people will be like, hey, 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 that's my stuff. <laughs> There's like signs and blankets covering these carts. Like it is wild. What is the weirdest thing you've ever found, Amanda? Oh, geez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it was actually, and it was something my husband found. Um, so my husband likes to go as well. Like not that, not as often as me. He's had to put a rule. I can only go once a week. Otherwise, our house will be filled with stuff. So um, actually, I was just had my baby, and so I was home with the newborn, and my husband and my daughter went. They came home with a life-size horse, <laughs> like, <laughs> a, like a for real friend or whatever. But to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make it extra creepy, its mouth and hoofs were covered with like a red blood. Mm. Like, it was like kind of like lipstick or something, but oh, right. it, so it looked like an evil horse. Oh my God. So Come on, came, Amanda. It was human blood, and you and I both know <laughs> no, it. No, it wasn't. I washed it off, but they came in the house. They were like, look what we found. It was only $2. I'm like, oh my God. And it is my daughter's, like my five year old's most favorite toy. She names it Lilac. She talks to it, it's in her room. And it was like, I think $250, $300 brand new. We got it for That's two bucks. That's a great deal. That's a great deal when you have young kids and you get the, the toys. Um, do you get worried that your house is going to be overrun with stuff? Well, no, because I've got dis- good discipline for purging. So it's the cycle circle of life. Every time I go, I try and take a bag of stuff. And I also try and pilfer a lot of my stuff off at Hillary at her clothing swaps. Yeah, so I do clothing swaps. The only downside to inviting Amanda is that sometimes if you, she might bring dead people pants. <laughs> But honestly, before before I'm just in my defense, I'd like to just state there was this great um, marketplace, you know, CBC's marketplace. Two weeks ago, they did a huge um, investigation into the fast fashion industry and how the landfills are filled with fast fashion thing, you know, and polyester that will never decompose. Yeah, and so if we are buying better quality clothing, so part of me of why I go is environmental. And the other the real- part is because I'm super cheap. <laughs> it's about a 50-50. But, like, if I can, like, you know, sometimes my husband eye rolls at me because I'm like, oh, I need shoes for, you know, my daughter. I'm like, okay, let me go check at the store first before we go to the other store. It's not the store. Her daughter knows it as the favorite store. <laughs> they call it the favorite store. The favorite store. <laughs> Mommy's at the favorite store. Can I ask you about shoes for a second? Yeah. Because, um. That really turns my stomach, the idea of putting my feet in a pair of shoes that someone has worn to the point that they're kind of, you know, they're worn and God only knows what it smells like or what kind of fungi could be in there. Well, I do only buy clo- shoes that look like they're in amazing condition, like right. almost right. brand new. Absolutely. 
I, I, but that doesn't mean a, a pair of feet haven't lived in there for a long time. True. Does that make you? Doesn't that? Doesn't that sort of? When you think about someone's old gnarly feet, <laughs> no. And I'm sorry, I'm giving you a visual <laughs> now. You don't know if they wore socks with those shoes. But you don't know when someone tries on a pair of shoes before you whether they had bare feet or not. Uh, that's true, but I also know they probably hasn't been in there for any real amount of time either. They they tried them on for a minute and they've gone off their feet, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I did, mean, it's no but... different if you go to like a vintage store and buy a pair of vintage Doc Martens. Just because they're 30 years old, they're like... I think it's just the level of cleanliness. When it's organized and kind of like cleaned and set aside, you feel somehow better about it, like it's been laundered. And, yeah. and at this place, I will say I've had moments where, you know, you're like, oh, I really love that pair of jeans. You reach in and there's a pair of underwear next to them and you're like, ah, no, no. no. Well, that's no. the price you pay if you want to pay dollar ninety five a pound. <laughs> so I've talked about the smell at uh, the various thrift stores in my area. Is the smell the same in this, or does it uh, does it go down a oh, level? Oh no, it is ripe, ripe as all ripe. <laughs> it's like mothballs, shame, and <laughs> oh yeah. No, I like to wash my hands before I leave the store, and then when I get home, like no, it is. Do you yeah, strip no when kidding. you get home? Yeah, it's. It's not pretty. I'm not going to lie. So it's not pretty. Are you, are you are you predominantly buying for your kids or, or is your entire wardrobe and your husband's wardrobe also based on thrift shopping? Um, My kids, like 100%. My wardrobe is a mix. It's a mix, right? Like I have no problem buying there, but I also like to buy quality pieces, right, that stand up and then I mix and match. Have you found ever like a designer outfit at one of these thrift stores? Oh, all the time. All really? the time. All the time. What's the most expensive thing you've ever found or the best thing you've ever found? Well, my brother found a brand new Calvin Klein suit that fit him perfectly. No. We get Lululemon all the time. Yeah. My my girlfriend, Deb, my non-sexual life partner, she uh, al- always goes to Value Village and she's found like lug life purses yep. that are valued at 150 Lululemons, yep. like really, really expensive things. Yeah. Bog shoes. Like my daughter has like six pairs of bog boots, um, wow. one in every size, everything. Like I have the, the my favorite boots. I know I keep focusing on the shoes, which is probably grossing people out, but I have these super cute pair of brown boots that I love and I got them there. Um, all sorts of pants. Yeah, absolutely. Like all the brands, but also because I really own, I'm a brand snob there because of quality, right? Um, you know, if you're you're buying the stuff from, you know, Walmart and Joe Fresh, like it's not holding up, right? So it's going to look worn and washed and. Exactly. Yeah. So I get like the brand name stuff that literally looks like it's still brand new. Is there something that you absolutely positively would never buy at one of these stores? The undergarments. Swimsuits? I buy swimsuits for my kids there. If they look like they're brand new. But I also, for the record, bought some at Costco this weekend. Yes, I know it's January and the swimsuits are out of Costco. <laughs> so it's a mix and match, right? Um, if I come across one and it looks in good condition, I'll buy it for my kids. But, like, no, I mean. Unless it's got the <laughs> the friendly tape in the crotch still yeah. for the ladies. <laughs> you, don't, you don't venture into swimsuit land. Yeah, I can't buy a swimsuit that doesn't have the tape on it. If it doesn't have the tape on it, it's not going near my parts. Yeah, and fair enough, you know, fair enough. So I like to also think that the store builds up my immunity. I often don't get sick. So So I'm getting stuff cheap and, uh, and 
My kid, but the main thing is my kids don't know the difference, right? I mean, they're still pretty young, so it'll be interesting to see when they're teenagers if yeah. they are embarrassed by it. But actually, Hillary, we have a listener who um, of, of your radio station in London who also is obsessed with this store. I know, and we ran into her the one time that you took me, and it was super awkward. <laughs> Shortly it's after like, Hillary had her surgery, we went to the store. Because I was losing weight at an alarming rate, and I couldn't afford to dress myself. And so uh, we ran it. We were just chatting, and all of a sudden, we heard out of nowhere, "Oh, Hillary, I think that would look great on you." Oh my god! <laughs> did I want to die? Yes, yes, I did. So. I certainly wanted to die. Okay, Hillary, why? Um, I think it's because growing up, we couldn't afford new clothes, and so um, now that I am an adult and I can afford my own stuff, I. I think I take pride in being able to buy new, which may might be wrong. I have no trouble. Um, I have no trouble wearing clothes that belong to friends of mine. But for some yeah. reason, secondhand from an unknown source weirds me out. I'm exactly the same. I'll take your hand hand me down any day of the week, even shoes. But I would not take it from someone I didn't know. And I don't know why. Because, I mean, I guess I get that we're all people, but there's still part of me that comes from a long line of princesses. And that's just what we do. (laughs) And I would say I'm the furthest thing from a princess. But I don't I just like to sort of I don't I want to get rid of the shame of shopping at thrift stores if if only for an environmental slash yeah. cheap, right? You know, I think there, you know, I'll get on my soapbox for a second. I think there's a lot of people living with a lot of debt and living beyond their means and trying to keep up with the Joneses for societal pressures and especially people with children. And it's like, if it's okay for us to buy secondhand kids for our clothes for our kids, why isn't it okay for adults as long as they are clean and you, you know, like you have to look presentable, but why does it matter if you're wearing you know, jeans that you paid $1.95 a pound for or $100. What does it matter? You're not wrong. And, you know, I want to talk more about that shame that we feel because that's probably the one thing that keeps me from shopping at Value Village every week. I just, the like like Hillary said, you know, I can afford to buy a nice new outfit from a nice store. And there's a, there's a certain feeling you get when you leave a high-end store with a bag full of clothes. There's just a satisfaction that I get from that. But my friend, like I say, Deb, she buys beautiful pieces from Value Village and she always looks very, very well put together. But what about the shame, Amanda? I have no shame with it. But what about the people like me who do? <laughs> you know what? I have help, no help shame. And a lot of people. I have no shame wearing something that is secondhand, but I don't necessarily want to be recognized while I shop for it. I don't That's know why exact. that is. It's just like an awkward thing. But why? Because it implies that you're poor. And that's shameful. It shouldn't be. And no, I it grew shouldn't up. be. Not having any money. My mom was sick, couldn't work. The only toys we had were toys my dad worked for Kmart at the time, were toys that we got brand new from his job that were gifts from buyers. Maybe that's it? Maybe. Um, but when I leave a store and I get a 50% off deal, I brag to everybody how much money I saved. And it's it's like a feather in my cap if I can say that I got, like I just bought a coat the other day. Uh, it's a $200 coat and I got it for 40 bucks. And I walked around like I own the joint. <laughs> I was pretty proud of myself. It was, a, And it's a really great coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I wouldn't be bragging if I got it at the thrift store for, 
thrift, thrift store for $2 at the same time. And I don't understand what it is, but I guess it's just that feeling that people don't think that you have money. And I don't... I, we don't... Most of us don't have money. We just like to act like we do. Mm-hmm. Now, what's something wild that has happened to you at, at your favorite store? Well, um, wild. One time, I just want to know if you've ever seen a fist fight. Come on, that's what you're really asking, isn't it? <laughs> the day that all furniture was two dollars got pretty aggressive. Every so often, they'll have these flash sales, and so I was there, and all the furniture pieces were just two dollars. Oh my god! And so they couldn't even bring the furniture out fast enough, and people were like, "That one's mine. That one's mine." But I mean, there's only so many couches, right? So, right. No, I mean, they keep it. They keep it civil. The, the thing is, is like 85 percent of the people there are regulars. If I go in there on any given day, I will recognize most of the people there. And do people then go and take this stuff and resell it and have a business of this? That's a great question, Hillary. Um, And I've started talking to a few of the people to just to see what the situation is, right? There's this one guy who drives an hour and a half twice a week to come. He's like a multi-million dollar farmer. They run a farming operation. um, And he goes and buys stuff for all his workers. He has like 300 Jamaican workers. And so he gets them all their clothes there. And he said he spent $40,000 there last year buying all the clothes. And so I like to think, wow, that's like, think of all the clothes that didn't make it to the landfill that were used to, to outfit the, you know, these workers. And he comes twice a week to do this. That's eventually, though, that's that is incredible. Eventually, though, those clothes are going to make it to the landfill. Eventually, just, for sure. Aren't you just prolonging the inevitable? Yeah, but you're getting more use out of it, right? That's true. And you're not buying something else. Okay, I get what you're saying. This Goodwill (laughs) outlet, it's shocking that this is its last life before it hits the dumpster, if you will, right? So, um, you know, it's one last, like, pass. But if, if I'm pulling amazing stuff out of that, just think of the volume of stuff that's being donated and yeah. would end up in the landfill. You know, the designer clothes that I'm getting, the dresses for my girls, right? Like, think of beautiful Christmas dresses that you buy for a nine-year-old, right? Or they a wear them once and then they're too tight. And they're in perfect condition. So my daughter has a closet full that she wears to school. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a princess now, huh? And I don't care if she paints in them or runs in the mud in them, or if she rips it, you know, because guess what? It cost us 65 cents and we can do with it what we want. It really is giving your kids a life that maybe you couldn't give them. Well, I mean, it, yeah. you do well for yourself, but it's just an ability to not worry. For sure. I don't know. I mean, it's my guilty little pleasure I've found, and it works for my family, and I will be so sad if I ever have to leave London, because I'm pretty sure the Goodwill outlet is only in London, Ontario, for, like, all of Ontario. Where would you, um, if you didn't, you're saving all this money on clothing and certain goods, uh, and so now my guess is that, I mean, in, in a perfect world, I would save money on, if I could save money on clothing, shoes, and those types of things, I would have a surplus of cash to travel with. Do you do you feel that, that your quality of life is improved? Um, I often question that with my husband. I go, okay, seriously, I'm the cheapest person in the world. We shop at the Goodwill for everything. Where does <laughs> yeah. our money go? No, you just spend it, right? Maybe we got you find I, another. Yeah, you find a place to spend. It. Uh, you know, I went on a trip to England like that's I went on a trip to England this year. We did a bathroom renovation. We got a new furnace. You know, we have a new car. We spend our money. Right. Maybe one of, of those things wouldn't have happened if I had to buy, you know, but also I do buy brand new shoes for my kids. Right. If I need running shoes. Right. I'll go and get those. Right. If you don't have the time to see if it happens to show up. Now, how much time are you investing <laughs> in the Goodwill outlet? Well, I'm only allowed to go once a week. 
now. We've so, like, how long do you go for? Eh, two, two and a half hours. You can't stop. What? You don't know what the next bin's going to be, Sandra. You just don't know. Are you kidding me? Two and a half hours? That's exhausting. No, it's so good. But uh, think about how much time we spend on our phones looking at Facebook. Sure. Like, you can probably do that while you're there. Yeah, and I think about the online shopping that I do, like how much time I waste going on my favorite websites and looking for clothes. Yeah, I guess it's way more fun to go through a bin. Uh, I got to tell you, a few years ago, I was uh, I was a, I went to the United States for a Black Friday. I wanted to experience it, and there was uh, it was bananas, and there was um, a Bath and Body Works, and they, these women were doing full contact shopping for hand soaps in front. You know those bins? Crazy. And and I I I didn't need a hand soap, but there was a, such a frenzy that I wanted to be part of it. <laughs> so I jumped in, and I like I hurt people for hand soap. I got, they got physical. Like we're all like we're scuffling. We're we're literally scuffling oh, no. for hand soap. And I I think I got two or three at a buck each. And I remember feeling that that sense of satisfaction of getting in there and getting the deal, even though they were terrible smells. I have to say, the worst part was that as soon as we had cleared that bin, some lady came out and just refilled it because they had a ton in the back. And I'm like, ah. Oh. That sucks. But I know that feeling. Is that is is it a feeling that you get more than just saving the money? It's that like the endorphins are released, are they not? Absolutely. It's my retail shopping, right? You know, I shop there for my retail, you know, if if you if I, you know, if you have a bad day, you just need to blow off some steam yeah. or I go there and see what I can find, right? Because you're getting I love the freedom of shopping there because I don't have to look at price tags. I will admit that if I go to a winners, I'm or you know another store, I go straight to the clearance rack and I just start looking through, mm-hmm. and I look at the price before I look at the size, the the mm-hmm. what it what the garment is. And I have been guilty over the years of buying clothes that don't quite fit, but it was a good deal. You know, we all go to Winners and say, "Oh my gosh, I love these pants. Ah, they'll probably fit one day." I had boxes of Target clothes, right? Because it was a good deal, I should buy them. I get to shop there without looking at the price tag because I know that I can afford everything there because that's what's frustrating when you go to like a value village that you find an item and then they want like 12.99 for it and you're like what you know so, it's not yeah, even, even perfect s- like, yeah even sometimes i find their prices are a bit high my the last time i went for halloween i took a look around and i'm like <laughs> it's too high <laughs> the right? prices were high for a pair of old ratty jeans exactly but you know ratty jeans were the, all the rage mm-hmm. uh, this past summer so i went to you know my local goodwill and i found a couple jeans that i could hack up myself just for fun and uh yeah, like it's just exciting to find items for whatever you're looking for. Do you find uh, it difficult to be choosy when you get it home, like what works and what doesn't? If it's like a designer thing, but it doesn't quite fit right, do you still feel that like I should hold on to this or give it to somebody nope. or send it right on back? Right. Sometimes, sometimes like if I'm in a rush and I grab something and then I bring it home and the zipper doesn't work or whatever, I just send it on back. Right. I usually check that stuff, but sometimes you don't. You miss something. Right. And do you ever worry about bed bugs? Because everything gets washed. Like the second you bring it home, go straight into the laundry room and it gets washed. And you don't worry about it like them jumping on you or anything? No, 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 no. I have a bed bug Uh, problem. No, no, no. That's a $5,000 problem. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I, I hadn't even thought of bed bugs, but well, now I, now I know where I'll never step foot again. Oh, it's, that's, um, I, listen, I, I, I know I declared myself to be anti secondhand, like I'm better than everybody else. It's really, it's really just, is it about that? I think that's the real interesting, you know, aha <laughs> moment 
that to think about is why is there shame in secondhand shopping, right? Well, exactly. Why do I not? Why do I think that I can't be seen if I go there? And I mean, I was I was trying I was alluding to that earlier, but yeah, that's the feeling that you know my when my my when Deb always talks about the great finds that she had, I literally roll my eyes at her and I'm thinking you're a, you're a grown woman who has a salary and a job and you I know you can afford a new pair of shoes elsewhere. Why do you need to spend five dollars on a pair of shoes that Dead Gloria just wore? You know, I don't get it, but but I do at the same time because one thing you and I do have in common is that euphoria when you shop for something and you love it yep. and you get a, the deal. I get the deal part, girl. I got you on that. Amen. <sighs> so difficult. So interesting that there's so Hillary, much like wrapped up in it. It is. Hillary, what about you? What's your, I mean, you've been to the second hand, yeah. but what is your, are you like, it feels like you're in the middle, somewhere between me and Amanda. I am okay with organized second hand. I... Have been to the uh, to the di- the discount outlet for Goodwill. It's a little much for me. It's a little competitive and a little scary, and I feel like I get yelled at. And I see the value in it because there is so much opportunity, but it's just it's too much for me. So you're a no. Uh, but I'll go to a, like a Value Village, no problem. I'll go to a, a vintage store, no problem. So you go to Value Village Vintage, but you just won't do the Value Village outlet. I'll buy secondhand off someone on Facebook. No problem. But normally, see, the the best part about knowing Amanda is I don't have to go. Because if she sees something she knows I'll love, she just buys it for me. True story. Perfect. (laughs) True story. And it'll only cost you a buck seventy-five, and that's only usually she just says keep it. Perfect. What's a dollar (laughs) seventy-five amongst friends? Do you ever do you ever say give me a quarter? You know, I even took my uh, my thrifting international. We found the Goodwill outlet in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we went Come there on. for a road trip one weekend. Was it the same as the one in London, or or it different? It was, except better? it was American brands. Oh, it was it was something else. Oh. It was, did, did it fire the romance after? Were you no. like, honey, we need to leave? No, I mean it's just something that's my time in London. Right, the Junos were just announced that they're coming to London. I say. Come for the Junos. Stay for the Goodwill outlet. <laughs> you know what? I really feel like we should do uh, a book of looks on Instagram of Amanda's Goodwill finds. Yeah. I would love to see what you can put together, like five looks and surprise everybody because I, I would be I would be very interested to see what you put together. I really would. Get that Lululemon out, girl. Okay. Sophie says we're yeah. crazy for not being into the Goodwill. <laughs> Wait till your kid turns 16 years old and they need to have the latest $75 t-shirt. It's a game changer. Yeah, I know. What do you think that your daughters will think of this when they get older? Because you grew up in a thrifting household and you never had a problem with it. But do you think they'll go through that stage where it's embarrassing? I hope not. I hope not. Okay, Sophie, we're doing a podcast. Um, I hope not. She's been very good. And we have this listener friend, Carolyn, who has three teenage daughters. So I was actually talking to her about it because she goes to the Goodwill outlet. And she has the three teenage daughters. And her teenage daughters love it, she was telling me, because she goes and shops and brings the clothes home for her daughters. And her daughters don't have to shop. And she literally holds up the clothes and the daughters say yes or no. And she told me any clothes that her daughters say no to she takes it to Plato's Closet I don't know if you have heard of Plato's Closet no it's like once upon a child for teenagers it's like a consignment store okay she makes $200 a month selling the clothes that her daughters don't want that she bought at the Goodwill outlet what yeah so there's I'm sorry but I just see a business opportunity now you know so I'm not gonna lie I've sold some stuff that I've bought there (laughs) 
um, <laughs> but the name brand stuff, obviously. Exactly. But you do, you kind of have a little business too. Like Christmas, you buy all the Christmas sweaters and sells them all on Facebook. Yeah, all year I pick up the Christmas sweaters at the Goodwill outlet and then at Christmas time I sell them for like 10 or $15. I'm not making, I'm not getting rich off it. I'm not quitting my job, but right. it pays for your habit. It pays for I, my habit. <laughs> I, I think about this thrift store, this outlet thrift store, and I'm thinking what a terrible business model it is. If people can buy that their stuff so cheap and then sell it for a profit because there's some name brands in there, I'm thinking these are bad business people because they're not making the money they could be making. But not really because then there's no labor cost to go through it, to clean it, to organize it, right? At the end of the day, it's all stuff that people have donated and it shows you the volume of stuff that we're buying and then yeah. essentially discarding, right? Absolutely. I've noticed that in my house, I feel like there's um, there's more coming out every week than coming in. Like, I don't know where this stuff is coming from, but it like multiplies when it gets in your house. But we're certainly a society addicted to stuff. There's no two ways about that. Right. So I'm addicted to stuff too. And I love getting new stuff. And if I can get it at $1.75 a pound, I, th- I say all the power to me. I want to call this podcast stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I got you, girl. Yeah. So... Anyway, maybe I'll be shamed after people hear this and people say, oh, nice outfit. How much did you pay for it? But. No. Actually, I like <laughs> Amanda, your outfit no. today. I believe that sweater was mine. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Amanda, clearly there's enough of you out there that you would not be shamed because these, these, you know, obviously these, this is a, a, I said a bad business model, but a great business model if you can get an outlet store for a thrift store. Like, that's incredible to me that they've gone to that extreme. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us today on The Quick and the Dirty. And you too, Sophie. Say hi. Yeah, now they don't talk. (laughs) What's going on? You're going to clobber the mic? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Amanda. I appreciate it. Happy shopping, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.